So, are we recording? You've been. Uh, I started a paladin in Baldur's Gate. What is this Baldur's Gate you speak of? You know what Baldur's Gate is. Don't act like you ate this. The dragon, bitch. dragonborn. No, no, not a dragon. I started a high elf paladin. Oh, high elf. He's a paladin it's, from the desert and hates much, sand. How much so weed much does an elf need to smoke to be high? A lot. <laughs> Precisely as much as he needs to. Okay. Uh, Gandalf is not an elf, I don't believe. Right, I he's, we, he's a Maiar. This thing. Yeah. I did start it. Okay. Well, I thought then, Gandalf was captain uh, of the Enterprise. Shut up and let me do the thing. <laughs> boyfriend. Mandolf? Oh, who's boyfriend? Mandolf. <laughs> Welcome to the Loose Screws Podcast. Mandolf this is Rainbow. episode. Shut up. Welcome to the Loose Screws Podcast. This is episode 199 for August 28th. It's 199. 3309. 2023. Play the guitar. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, right. Space, the final frontier. Oh. Welcome, Rock everybody. Style. I'm your host, Teflon. Well, I have hijacked this podcast once again. By hijacked, meaning he had his arm twisted until he agreed to do it. Basically, I did. yes. Kind of. Okay. So, joining me today, starting off, let's go. Uh, we got Blooming Wind. Hello. All right. Uh, also, Commander Grover Kiwi. Hello. Say that again, Grover. Hello. Commander Lark Shadow is here. Space Buddies. We also got Chig. Chig is just going to say hi and stuff. I was out of town all weekend. I did my Renaissance Festival thing. I'm tired hey. and I haven't played Elite all week, so I'm not going to be that dick that shows up and talks about a game I haven't played. That'll be Teflon's <laughs> job. And so I'm going to bail out. Just wanted to say hi to everybody and I'm looking forward to listening to the show tomorrow with the group that's here. And I believe you guys are probably going to have a Boobtron hop in just randomly in the middle of the show too. So this should be a good one. I look forward to listening to it and uh it's in good fucking hands. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. Well, this it's is fine. in a pair of hands. It's, it's, yeah, it's in hands. <laughs> All right. You guys have fun. I'm going to go just zone out and bye. do DD stuff. Ah, bye. Okay, so Chig's gone, but uh, we also have uh, Commander, Lieutenant Commander, Doctor. Data. Hello, everybody. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. And now what? I'm in charge, so you know what that means. I am the current bull of the woods, if you will. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we don't have to talk at all. It's all going to be sounds tonight. It's just memes all the way down. <laughs> You're going to do what I say. You're going to listen to me. No. Okay. So anyways. So, Blooming Wind. Tell me what you've been up to, bud. What's up? Hey, how are you? Now, um, so I had little blooming when fell 
with a uh, ear infection uh, all last week. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've never seen a 17-year-old boy cry. I, he was absolutely miserable at the beginning. Oh, of that sucks. Yeah. That's I'm three so days. sorry, man. Yeah, he missed three days of school. I mean, for and it was just it was just rough. And then uh, he turned it around, and you know, ended up being well enough to go to the Guns N' Roses concert last this past weekend. So well, that's he and his good, buddy, at least. Yeah, he and his buddy did that, and now he's like trying to catch up. Um, Mrs. Bloomingwin started a new semester of her doctorate today, so we had to carpool. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yay. That was fun because uh, she was going to go out tonight and then said no i want to go home i'm like great that way i don't have to i can make the podcast so <laughs> uh, yeah and then i'm on call tonight so that's going to be fun if i get interrupted but that's okay um well let's hope so. that doesn't happen but if it does we understand indeed yep. yep and then in game i spent most of the last week doing bgs stuff uh which we'll talk about in squadron update and then saturday night uh, Daxi and I shot rocks together, which was a lot of fun. So I've never mined nice. with another human being. Yeah, I've never mined with another human being before. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I like doing that wing mining because you get so much more things like yeah. that. So that's always yeah. fun. Yeah, Data no, was the that- first one I ever wing mined with. Yeah, we did that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of pretty lasers out yeah. there. He yeah, he had his anaconda. Yeah, he had his anaconda, and uh, I had my T10, and learned something from Lark Shadow just a couple of minutes ago. Um, apparently, the reason why you know a whole bunch of my prospector limpets just skunk is because there's a bump on the bottom of my T10 that I didn't know about that gets in the way. <laughs> oh my! So, so like the anaconda, the T10 actually has two cargo hatches, but only uses one. And um, that second bump is the forward cargo hatch. And if you have any kind of asymmetric thrust at all, that prospector will hit it like 100% of the time. <laughs> In a case where um, I put on uh, one of the ship kits, I think uh, the hazard ship kit on a Python, and it killed every single prospect. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Lord. <laughs> That's not surprising at all. Best update ever. Uh, speaking of. The person who was just talking, Grover. What you been up to, buddy? Uh, true. Um, not a lot. Just a lot of work in personal life and um, doing things with the girl in the weekends, like making paper mache volcanoes. Oh, that uh, sounds like game. fun. Yeah. yeah, it does. Actually, it is. I've um, I've ordered a, a case fan with a um, with red LEDs in it which I'm going to put inside and then put like crepe paper attached to it um, and turn it on. So when it turns on, it pushes the crepe paper up through the hole in the middle um, and that will be the uh, volcano erupting. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not going to work at all, but it's going to be fun. That's half the fun. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, when parents take over kids' um, homework projects. Oh, that's exactly. just called dad goals. Yeah, right? <laughs> After fun is when it doesn't work and you're like, why is it not working? Or if it works the first time, why is it working? Yeah. And then they learn why daddy swears. <laughs> <laughs> it works the first time and then when it comes down to the show, it doesn't work. And you're like, ah. <laughs> and then they learn why daddy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but in game, I um, have almost completed the uh, tourist beacons, the Michael Brooks ones. Uh, I got out to Taygeta and the Pleiades um, a couple of days ago, and then spent a couple of days running around the Pleiades. There's one more tourist beacon, and that's out by Barnard's Loop ish somewhere. And so it's going to take me a little bit to uh, actually navigate there. So I decided to come back to the bubble. I'm just in Karma at the moment and outfitted my aspects as a little mining ship. And I'm going to try and find Lark and um, and do some mining with him so uh, he can take all my um, take all my gold or whatever he's mining, and I'll um, I'll keep the mats. So he can take all your monies. Yep, I don't need the monies. So, yeah, my uh, my aspects, uh, I built it for the first distant screws, and then uh, when we came back, I uh, uh, I refitted it for <laughs> mining, uh, and that's that was my first mining ship was uh, using my aspects. I named it Workhorse for that reason. And, yeah, uh, I've never used one, one before, but I had it on hand, so I thought, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Lark Shadow. Yo. What's up? Not much, broski. In the his house. I what you been doing? Do that. I am way too much of a nerd to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> Not much Which... is going on. Uh, and out mining in my T10, it's actually been nice. Nice breakup from what we're normally doing between the war and everything else. That the Imperials were suddenly like, you know what this world needs? More statues of us. And I cannot wait for Bard's segment. I don't know if that's in it, but I still can't wait for it. Oh, it's always great. So that's always one of the things I most look forward to about the show, uh, even when I'm not on. I always say I don't listen to the show, but I do. Noise. But yeah, that's basically all that's been going on. My life's been very boring, and I'm actually grateful for that. Yeah, I, I wish I had that right now. Uh, Data, Mr. Android, tell us about Dark Souls. Oh, man, still having fun. I'm sitting at a bonfire right now. I think we talked about this a little bit before we hit record. I hit the first Bell of Awakening. So I think I just about beat the game. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because you're not even close. Oh man, <laughs> Data's like, that, why are you so mean? But that boss was really hard. That the, the bell dragons—that was like the final boss, right? They're the, really the, hard. The the gargoyles. The yeah, the, yeah. No man, the, <laughs> no man. Like a seasoned Dark Souls player can do that in about twenty minutes. Oh my goodness! I'm not trying yeah, to take away from your achievement. Like it's it's hard the first time. <laughs> Like it's hard the first time, but once you get it down, it's a pattern that you can yeah. you can you can run that pretty fast. Yeah. So right right now, so yeah, I'm working on my way through the depths is the next place. I am powering up my pyromancy right now. Oh, and you're using pyromancy? Yeah. Oh hell. Yeah. Are you playing the remastered or are you playing the original version? Remastered. I don't know how it is in remastered, but I know the original version like you know, the the meme was, you know, you level up your pyromancy and you walk through the game. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I'm realizing now. I'm like, oh crap, I gotta get this upgraded more. Turns out yeah. fire is the great equalizer they advertised. Yeah. Well, I, I will give you a hint. Um, there is a guy in the depths. You probably found him. Yeah. Uh, who's yeah. a pyromancer? Okay. Yeah. And uh, there's another one. Uh, when you get to Blight Town, uh, you want to watch out for. Um, they're kind of tucked away, so you're gonna have to look around. Uh, by the way, you're gonna love Blight Town. If you thought the Bell Gargoyles were hard, <laughs> Blight Town's like Disneyland, buddy. All sorts of a whole theme park full of <clears throat> suffering. <laughs> so, so I've only watched people play the game, and I know that Blight Town is Disneyland if the Nazis won. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, the, I don't know if you guys ever saw the Keanu Reeves movie, uh, Constantine, when he played Constantine. Yeah, uh, underrated and, movie. And yeah. The, yeah, it is. And at the end, when the spoiler for the end of uh, Constantine it came out in like 2007 or 2006, uh, when he's face to face with the devil and he's like, Sonny, I got a whole theme park planned for you. What he meant was Blight Town. Wow. That's that's what that's what it is. It's Blight Town. Blind Town okay. is the devil's theme park. Wow. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So you're gonna have a you're gonna have a ball, buddy. <clears throat> I remember a, my a, first time in Blight Town. <laughs> so my other I'm bouncing back and forth between Dark Souls and Baldur's Gate three was gifted to me by a dear friend so i'm, oh, a, few, I'm awesome. a few hours a few hours into that game what'd you pick what'd you play as where you start next? a what half a half orc barbarian nice what I kind am. of barbarian or are you leveled up enough to pick one i'm not i'm only level two or three okay so you haven't got to pick your <laughs> subclass yet yeah i'm just i'm i'm going for a giddy two shoes like guy that looks really mean, but he's actually really nice. That's my, my okay. guy right now. Respect that. So, Respect that. So yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of time ahead of me in between these two games. That's for sure. Absolutely, they're both uh, large RPGs. As for me, um, I have not played Elite Dangerous uh, this week just because, like, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. I don't really want to get into it, uh, but you know, I've had some pretty serious stuff going on uh and that's about all i'll say about it um so um hopefully things be better soon uh, sending internet hugs <laughs> thank you um but uh so i don't know if i'd mentioned this last week i don't think i did because it was like an anniversary show but uh the kids uh started school but right before school started we had an open house and uh um David was talking to his science teacher there, and she was like, "Are you, are you excited for science this year?" He's like, he's like, "Yeah." But uh, what do you want to learn about science? I don't know, science stuff. How, how old is he? He's fourteen. Oh gosh, that explains it. Never mind. But then we then we got to the history teacher, right? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he said, he said, he said, "What are we going to learn about this year?" No, we're probably going to start around the around Jamestown. Like, oh yeah, we're going to learn about the revolution. Yes, and Boston Tea Party. Yes, and the Oregon nice. Trail. That's yes. interesting. You know, the Oregon Trail had a video game. Yes, we're going to play yeah. it. He said, "I played it once. I died of dysentery." <laughs> he's a very big. He's very big in the history. Which oh, go figure. That's me and his mother. 
Get an oh, he's, he's lucky to have dysentery. It's always malaria for me. Uh, by the way, called me a nerd earlier. Uh, I will have you know, uh, one thing we've been work we did this week was we put up these new bookshelves in the living room uh, so we could bring more of our books out of storage. And uh, man, my wife made the comment today. I said, you know, this is what happens when two book nerds marry each other. Uh, we're, we are filled with books. We have so many books. And we're all the time looking to buy more books. This is what happens. The worst, the worst thing in the world to move is a box full of books. Well, so heavy. We did that part. Now, <laughs> now we get to make them look pretty and Good. read them. But yeah, so we have this big shelf in the living room now right behind me. Uh, if I had a webcam, I'd show you. Uh, it's full of books. And we're going to go buy more books. Because, of course, it's like a crack addiction. <laughs> Hashtag better for your heart than a crack addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it is. We played. I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate. I started a Paladin just to kind of like, uh, you know, uh, differentiate a little bit and take a break. Uh, I'm going to get back to my main guy uh, soon because he just entered Act 3. Uh, but I haven't played it in a couple of days because stuff's been going on. Uh, but enough about that. Uh, why don't we do a squadron update? And we'll let Blooming Wind do that just as soon as I find the <laughs> thing. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. Alrighty, we have a war pending in Yen T, which is an anarchy system controlled by our friends, the Brotherhood of Terra Mater. Um, we'd like to win that, I suppose. Um, Kalarum is a hot mess in perpetuity. Um, right now, we're trying to get um, After Dark Initiative into a conflict with uh, Project Elite to lock them up. But I think the two of them are playing a game of ratcheting up and ratcheting up and then locking influence so that our influence comes down again. Um, details for Kalarum, you can always ask Oblivious. He's been running the show there. Um, there's trouble looming in Tamor. So we just lost a war in Tamor with the After Dark initiative because somebody is using them as a puppet. Um, and uh, <clears throat> what, So what happened today was that a uh, third third-place action, uh, Tamor Allied and Company, uh, had a huge surge. And they are also a uh, Federation uh, faction. They're not a player faction, but they're a Federation faction. Uh, which Freaking gets, Fednecks. Yep, which gets me to what I want to talk about. Um, in the last month or so, we've been seeing some active resistance within Screwspace. Um our war for control of BD44 um, was a war where we had um, we had to fight it twice to win. And we had to put up some pretty serious numbers, 30, 40, 50 CZs. And then um, in Tamor, uh, you know, we, we've had a, a non-aggression pact with the real After Dark initiative, and I don't think they're even playing the game anymore. Uh, we haven't been able to find them anywhere, uh, and they haven't said anything when we've engaged in conflict with 
them. But there's been a series of conflicts in Tamor where somebody is taking all of our holdings and taking advantage of this non-aggression pact. So we just had a war in Tamor, and we thought, you know what? Let's see what happens. And we were putting up 30 combat zones, or about 30 or 40 uh, CZs per day, and we ended up losing four to two. So good crap. I didn't yeah, know it was so, that bad. No, it was that bad. And so somebody is, you know, messing with us. And it's somebody is using uh you know Federation player or Federation minor factions to do, do it. So the little role play element, but whoever's doing it, they're flying in solo because I mean I've been moving around in the systems trying to figure this thing out and I don't see anybody. Like ever the like crickets. Uh, so you know, as we're working on trying to take control of another system up in upper screw space, uh, I anticipate we're going to see a little more resistance there. We saw resistance um, in Iraq. We tried to take over. Uh, we were rising in influence rapidly, and then there was like this stall, and we were putting in tons of influence points, and it was just this stall until we were finally able to overcome it. So. Um, Somebody doesn't like us, and somebody hasn't owned up to telling us that they don't like us. And if they don't like us, that's fine. But I would at least like to know who doesn't so that we could engage them uh, and have a proper proper dialogue right. with them. So, so if you're listening, because I know you look at our Discord, whoever you are, um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm very happy to open up diplomatic channels or at least have a nice smoldering Cold War with rules of engagement. So you heard it here first. And that is our squadron update. Details are always available daily in the Stating Orders channel. They're coming in later now because the ticks are coming in later, and then the updates from the ticks are coming in later. So you know, sometimes when I'm wrapping up at work, I'll look and nothing's updated. So sometimes the standing orders come in at 7. But if I have a sense of what's going on, I'll try to send some suggestions before then. I would also like to point out that I am always willing to engage in diplomacy by letting people know just how good cannons are. Yes. Yeah, we appreciate your cannons. Thank you so much, Lark Shadow. Cannon away. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for the update. So I think that leads us to um, that lead us to uh, the Tin Hattie Express with uh, with uh, Blame Navard. You guys ready for that? Do it. My Are body is ready. Out of the board, the Tin Hattie on the Express! You know you lack journalistic integrity when you spout nonsense like that. I never once claimed to have integrity. But you are reporting on the news. Right. Reporting on the news, not reporting the news itself. I'm a pundit with an agenda. Can this agenda of yours be sold to the highest bidder? I follow the Bellathor philosophy. The what? Everything's for sale, my friend. Everything. If I had a sister, I'd sell her in a second. I see. So nothing, including human trafficking, is off the table then? How enlightening. Keep talking like that and you're going on another trip to the basement. Please daddy don't hit me, I'm just a mindless robot. 
That's better. I have news to talk about. Fun fact, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to add that skit. The TTS tool did not want to read those lines. Might have to tone down future episodes. Alright, back to our regularly scheduled program. August 22nd, The Case Against Calico Zack. Vindictive journalist with an axe to grind publishes scathing hit piece on the Federation's best and, let's be real, only possible presidential candidate. In fact, we should be referring to Zack Rackham as president-elect because he is the future of the Federation, the leader they need, the leader to correct the course, the leader of humanity. Yes, I'm a simp. August 25th, deliveries requested to commemorate Duval family. While the Federation is undergoing elections, the Empire is building solid gold statues of their leaders. Why? 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 And you know, all of this is going on with the xenological crisis right on the doorstep. <laughs> well, no, more like in the garage of human-controlled space. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. That's okay. Things are gonna be okay. Well, anyways, that's all I have for you this week. Have fun out there. I don't know why there was an echo, but it made it so much better. <laughs> it was it was it was fantastic. Oh, as always. <laughs> I love that we got a little Rick roll in there too. He's always funny. Never gonna give you up. If you think I'm right. not gonna clip that, I'll probably forget. Anyway. That's okay. You're a clip. So, what do we got now? What do you guys think? I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I'm funky like a monkey, sky's the limit and space is the place. That's right. Thanks, Macho Man. Uh, moving I on. Have a, I have a fun bug to report, since that's normally in this section. Oh, you want a bug report? All right. Hold on. I'll give you one of those. Waiting for salt. Um. I don't see the bug report thing, so I'm just going to do this. Thick, thyroid booty. Go on. You know what? Right. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm in control. Not him. He's not here. Tracks ain't here. So I haven't been mining in, like, forever. And this CG has got me out mining just because it's something different. And I was like, oh, yeah, I missed this part of the game. And that aside, I haven't mined since the new lighting engine has been put in with Odyssey. Now, when you shoot a subsurface missile at an asteroid and it goes in and deploys the drill and starts drilling down, if I have my headlights on on my ship, all of the dust particles light up and I'm basically flashbanging myself the whole time it's drilling. <laughs> like if a strobe light was left on. That's what it looks it's like. It's <laughs> so bad and it's so funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Like it, it's not game breaking. It's more of an annoyance. But I rarely have stuff like that happen to me, so I thought I'd bring it up. You can't see the asteroid. It's totally hidden behind the cloud. So I'm just focusing so hard on the stupid drill mini game in the lower left. <laughs> Man, Working as back. intended. You're right. This fucking. So. Uh, oh yeah. 
that aside, there's no good hot spots left here, Grover. Let's find a different system. I'm open to subject- suggestions. Oh, uh, you need platinum and gold and stuff, eh? I. Let's broadcast it. Uh, actually, this isn't live, isn't it? So no one can come in. Yeah, and shoot no, yeah, no, one, no, no, no one can come in a while. You're stuck in here with me. No one can hear you. <laughs> until to, until tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, would you guys no like idea. to would you guys like to do some ranking? Yeah. I still have my stream going. I want to so you guys can watch. Uh can have a visual. What we decided yeah. to do, because we are low on content uh at the moment, as far as news in the game and things like that, uh we're gonna do a uh ranking of the ships in Elite Dangerous. We have S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, and D tier. Uh, and not to worry, I will post this in the Discord after the show so that everybody who listens can see how we rank these things and tell us uh, wrong. why we're wrong. I'm sure no one will disagree at all. Yeah, right? It's a very forgiving community. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys are looking, but let's start with um, the first one on here. Um, the Imperial Eagle. Tell me where where should we rank this and why? Who wants I to start? Personally, believe the Imperial Eagle would be somewhere in the C or B tier, and the reason for that is not just because it's a small ship, but because it's a small ship that feels extra small inside, almost even more so than its federal cousin. I don't know why that is. That's just how I feel about that eagle. It is fast. It is fun. But I think it's si- lack of size and the optionals is holding it back. I agree. Um, I, uh, I I like my Imperial Eagle, and it's fun to fly, but I've yet to find a real sweet spot of um, use for it other than, you know, combat is always fun, but I haven't really found a good build that I really like with it in order to uh, keep it around or to use it very often. So um, I think I think C-tier is a good spot for it. Uh, what is the rest of you guys think? I mean, I have one on sitting on jacks on my fleet carrier, so I haven't sitting finished putting jacks. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's sort of a project, and I haven't decided what to do with it. I think I'm going to just have it go 900 meters per second boosting and just fly around really fast and have no other use for it because I can't think of another use for it. So, I mean, probably C tier for me. Yeah, that's about yeah, I where mean, I land. Yeah. A racing ship sounds about right for it. It's not as fast as a Viper, I don't suppose, but... It, it almost. It gets up there. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next one. We have a Sidewinder. The Sidewinder. S for Sidewinder. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think a Sidewinder needs to go in S. Let's uh, see. It, if it is, S for Sidewinder. I would put it in the D tier, and uh, here's why. It's the starting ship. It's meant to get you going. Um, it can handle any one of the three kind of like or uh, big gameplay loops to kind of get you started making some money. So it's, you know, you can use it for uh, low level bounty hunting or low level mining or low level um, trading runs until you can afford to get something a little bit better. And when I say a little, I mean a little. Um, and I think it's kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a good beginning workhorse, but it's I still want to put it down in the D tier because I think. 
just because it's it's that it's that first starting tutorial ship. I think that's about where it ranks. That's for Sidewinder. Kind, kind of the yeah. least capable ship, but I think the nostalgia value bumps it up a bit. And when you uh, when you do die and you don't have enough uh, insurance, it's your A tier. <laughs> <laughs> And that's true. I could I could bump it up if um, I mean, and feel free if you guys think I should move something up a little bit or up a, up to a different tier. Just go voice it. Feel free to voice that. This isn't just yeah. my rank. This is our ranking. So yeah, the other uh, the other nice thing about it is like if I'm going to Shinra to buy a new ship, I'll fly my because I'm incorrigibly cheap. I will fly my Sidewinder from my fleet carrier to Jameson Memorial because it's the cheapest one to ship back, even though I've got like 14 billion in the bank. So it's, 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 it's a cheap shipping ship. It is. It is. I guess, I guess that little bit of utility, I could bump it up a little bit to a C tier. I okay it, with everybody. If it's not S for Sidewinder, it has to be D for delightful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's see. Let's see. Uh, who thinks think it should, it should I think, be? I think it should be C because I mean I don't actively hate it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good. Yeah, I mean, that uh, is a good point too. Um, because I can tell you where I'm going to put the Type Nine starting out, uh, and I because I actively hate it. Uh, <laughs> are we all good with the C tier. C. Yeah. I will accept. Yep. Okay. The next thing is the Viper Mark III variant. I would say um, it is probably one of my favorite ships, and it's very fast, and it's a great fighter. So I'm going to start it off in A tier here. Um, it was actually – it has a lot of nostalgia for me because this was my ship, uh, my first ship after the Saidi. Uh And it was what I really learned how to uh, how to make money on my own in the game after my uh, friend was teaching me – my friend Dan was uh, teaching me how to play and how to make money and how to – upgrade my ships and how to swap out parts and things like that. Um, and this was my first ship after the sighty that I used for bounty hunting and for, um, yeah, yeah. For bounty hunting. Um, uh, so what do you guys I've think? I've never really used a Viper until just recently. Um, what's the main difference between the three and the four? The four is more like a Cobra. The three is a straight up fighter. Or it's beefier. It's a little beefier. Yeah. yeah it's a little uh, beefier. Okay. It's got a little bit more armor. Yeah, I'll get into that in a minute. But I not, would honestly not quite as fast. The, I would honestly put the Mark III as a B, and the reason for that is while I do really like the Mark III and I have a ton of paint jobs for it, I never use it. Like I'll go back and I'll still use my Viper Mark IV, my Adder. Sometimes I'll hop in a Cobra or even my Sighty. I never go back to the Mark III, and I think that's what makes it a B for me. Yeah, I will say as much love as I have for the Mark III, I haven't used mine in quite some time. Um, so maybe, maybe I could, should, should, maybe I could bump it down to a B tier. What do the rest of you guys? Think? It does very well as a racing ship. That's what I got it spec. Mine spec to whatever crazy speed it is, nine hundred meters per second. I so feel like that's probably what done. it's. I feel like it's probably what it's best at. It goes fast when you have everything stripped down. And, um, I do believe there was a, a thing where it was the fastest ship. So we, could bump it down to a, yeah. we could bump it down to yeah. a B. I mean, I got to abstain because I don't have one. Um, so I don't know. But 
I don't have one, so that would knock it down to a B from an A for me. Because I haven't, like, oh my gosh, I gotta have one of those. Right. Okay. So where would you guys like to place the Viper Mark IV? I'm just gonna put it here while we discuss it. Bear in mind, I'm fighting a freaking elite challenger while I say this, but I would honestly put whatever we end up putting the Mark IV in, we have to put the Cobra in the same class. Because when it comes down to it, freaking piece of crap. When it comes down to it, they are honestly a very similar ship. The Viper Mark IV has just as much room, but in a different way than the Cobra. It's not as fast as the Cobra, but more than makes up for that with how tough it is for crying out loud, I've tanked two pythons in my Mark IV and came out of it still ahead of them on armor. And it has the same amount of... Come on, turn! It has the same amount of hard points <laughs> as the Cobra does. Someone else talk. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, I, I, he's out of line, but he's bottom. right. <laughs> Because I have never owned a Mark IV Viper, so I think it's garbage trashed here. <laughs> because I don't personally like it. So that's a vote <laughs> for D? D tier? Yeah. And I will say, I've also... Darn, darn it, he escaped, but at least I made him run away. <laughs> I will also say that I have actually done a 1v1 against Trax, who was flying a Cobra on one of the distant screws trips. And I think if I was as good a pilot as him, AKA if Trax was flying both ships, I really think the Viper Mark IV would have come out on top simply because of the toughness. Hmm. Hmm. I will freely admit I'm crap at combat. I just like doing it. Hmm. Okay, so where, where are we ranking this at? I would say Mark IV is A, because I have a feeling that's where the Cobra Mark III is going to go to. I'm good with that. I have no objections. I'm just okay, so then I will move this to, I will move it to A here. Yeah, and anyone uh, feel free to friggin argue with me on that because i am very biased about the mark four i love that ship what about the vulture that's what we got next what do you guys think about that Ooh, vulture I'm starting i'm starting that's, to that's, a, yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one yeah i would that's a real good think, fighter i would think yeah. s yeah it's an s tier fighter bounty hunting ship and I think the reasons why it's S are fairly obvious to anyone that has flown a vulture. <laughs> you like that large harp, hard point, yeah. yeah, I'm going to say yeah. that again because I forgot to have my pedal going for Inucaster. But yeah, I think it's S tier simply because anyone that's flown it would agree it's S tier. And that's what I'm basing that off of. Oh, it's definitely S tier. Yeah. I love mine. Got two big guns. Yeah. I, I use mine as a TIE bomber. I think it's a really good uh, fast fighter too, and um, I do like the maneuverability. So I think an S tier is yeah. a really good uh, spot for it. 
Oh, so we will move that up to S tier and move on to let's see. Do we want to keep doing small ships first, or do we want to move on to like medium ships and just catch the other things as, as we go? Uh, just grab whatever. Yeah. Okay. Water, Better stream of consciousness. Tell me about the Challenger and why it belongs in S tier. <laughs> I <laughs> never flown one. I've never flown one either. Wait, I'm just Challenger. kidding. Yeah. I get it confused. Challenger. I get it confused with <laughs> the. Uh, Chieftain all the time. Yeah, the oh, Challenger yeah. is the big, heavy Chieftain. And is it? Is it? We have the Chieftain, the Challenger, and then what's the other one? The Crusader. Crusader. The Crusader, isn't the Crusader the big, heavy one that has, like, the the hangar? The fire? Right? Yeah. But yeah. The, so the Challenger, um, I would honestly, I would say it should probably be an S tier, but I have a reason for why it should be an A tier. Okay, reason, I want to hear this reason. Yeah. The reason is the lack of versatility. Those three military internals really screw with you, even though you have those two size sixes above it. It's still yep. primarily a military ship. And so it's hard to do anything else with it. And that's why I'd put it in A instead of S. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think that's grounds for A. Go ahead. <laughs> it is because uh, it could be. Actually, all of those, um, all of those ships, um, Challenger, Chieftain, and Crusader, um, are all hampered in their versatility by those military slots. Um, so you have to compromise. Yeah, the, the S tier in my mind is reserved for ships that are either the best at what they do, i.e., the Vulture. Or are ships that can literally do anything, at least to me. I would, um, I would argue that the chieftain could be Istia, and that's yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I was thinking was uh, we could put the chieftain in S tier. Uh, I was yeah, we're not on chieftain maybe yet. Challenger or stand. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say maybe Challenger would be down to. I would. I think I would probably rank it around B or C because I mean I really don't see people use it all that often. Is it really that versatile? Oh, oh, it is that. It is popular. I, I would put Challenger A, Chief S, and Crusader B. I don't know that I would rank Crusader B. I would. I would just We'll get to that one. All right, we'll put the Challenger in. We'll put the Challenger in the A. Now we're going to the Chief. And I am putting it in S tier. Yeah, Chief is S. Uh, Absolutely. I love my Chieftain. Chieftain, the only Chieftain I fly is my AX Chieftain, and I enjoy it so much. I have all those freaking, like, um, Guardian uh, Gauss cannons on, on there. And it's just uh, such a it's such a hitter when fighting Thargoid. It's you know what's funny is I've never actually flown the Chieftain, but I would still put it in S simply because of the amount of NPC pirates that have blown me the crap up when they had no reason winning that fight. <laughs> I mean, I can I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Chieftain's probably the most versatile of all those ships, and I think it, or at least at least I think it's the most fun to fly, in my opinion. Um, I may only have the AX one, but uh, I could definitely see myself using uh, 
uh, a chieftain for more than just AX. I mean, I could definitely see myself flying it around uh, and using it for, um, you know, um, has reses in, um, you know, doing as a mission runner or uh, yeah, things like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a great BGS ship because um, you can put on a um, Super Cruise Assist, um, have a vehicle bay, have a enough cargo to to be running small amounts here and there um and kick ass when someone intercepts you it's it's awesome it's just yeah regardless of the uh, paper thin cockpit right i've been using mine for bounty hunting yeah i've been using mine for bounty hunting and i mean it is a beast um i can you know, punch punch really hard and outmaneuver anyone attacking me. I mean, it's it really flies beautifully. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely an S tier, and that doesn't even you know t- touch the whole axe meta that it is, the AX meta. So like everyone uses them for uh, for, for uh, killing Thargoids. So it's a wonderful ship. All right, and it's right. phenomenal. Yes, it has great sound. I mean, like there's there's no sound I've ever heard in this game that I think is bad. This game, I've said it on here many times. This game is has the best sound design of any game I've ever played. Um, so, I definitely agree with that. It sounds wonderful. Uh, so, moving on, let's go with the Asp Explorer, and I'm going to put it at. Um, I'm going to put it at. Um, a for A tier. No, I'm gonna put it at B. B. A tier. Are you sure? Yeah, I no, oh, yeah, absolutely. It. So what I mean, so Go so ahead. the Asp X was my third ship. So um, after you know, so I, after I left the Nubula uh, in, in my Cobra, I flew all the way down mm-hmm. to Pleiades and back to start the engineering grind. And <laughs> my next ship that I got yeah, I was the. One. My next ship that I got was the Asp Explorer with the whole purpose of eventually making it my Explorer ship. But, you know, I was able to use it to mine very effectively. Um, it's a very good multi-purpose ship that can do a lot of different things. And, uh, I mean, you can use it for cargo. You can use it for mining. You can use it in combat. It can punch pretty hard. Uh, and it's very versatile. Um, but, you know, right now I have it as a bubble taxi that can go 65 light years. And uh, so, so I think it's really A tier. Yeah, I would say A tier as well because the Asp Scout or Asp Scout, <laughs> sorry, the Asp Explorer I could afford from the second ever exploration I ever tried to do. This was before I even joined Los Screws, and from that explore, exploration trip, I was able to afford the Explorer. And that, while I didn't end up keeping it because it's a great ship, just not a great ship for me, that ship got me in a keelback and in an Asp Scout in like an hour. So it, it's a great ship. It should be, it should be an A. I could definitely see having it as an A. Um, it was my uh, fourth ship, um, and I, it was the one that took me all the way to Beagle Point on the original uh, distance cruise. Um, I had a lot of fun flying it uh, out there. Uh, and as I said earlier, you know, I, I um, when I got back, I refitted it for mining and it worked out as for my beginning mining. 
uh, when Data was teaching me how to mine. And um, so, yeah, I could definitely see moving it to A, especially given the history as like this before engineering, this is what took you all the way across the galaxy. This was the go-to exploration ship. It's the uh, birth of many the people. meme of ship in front of things. So, I mean, it's got yeah. a very nice history to it. Um, so I'll, I'll put it as an A. It does, and there's nothing that gives you a better view at the front when you're exploring. Wrong. Especially if you've got head tracking. Uh, In sure? fact, you, you should go to the next ship I'm about to talk about. The reason Grover's wrong is because the ASP Scout has a better view because the ASP Scout does not have those engine pylons on the side. It runs them underneath the hull instead, so they're out of view. That gives you basically a full fishbowl almost every direction, and I think that's why it has a better view. Is it better at literally anything else? No, but I really like the ASP Scout. The D tier. D for delightful. So, yes, we, the ASP, ASP Scout. I have not, I don't think I've ever flown an ASP Scout. I don't think I've ever had reason. Mm, I, I think I've had some too. bouts in, in Coriolis where I've uh, tried to find, like uh, when I was looking for ships of what could be certain things or trying to figure out meme ships or some kind of specialty ship. And I, I've, I think I've looked at it, but I've never really decided on giving it. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the best use of it is. I know, um, I know. What's that? Funsies. Funsies. Well, uh, so the Asp Scout, one thing that a lot of people do wrong with it, or bleh, let me start over. One thing a lot of people do wrong with the Asp Scout is they're trying to find a, well, what is this ship good at? And that's the thing. It's really not. Like, I love the ship, and even I'll admit that. The thing you got to realize with the Scout is you're flying a small ship that is the size of a medium ship that handles like a fighter. And so that's how you got to treat it. You got to treat it like a small ship. Like if you're going to do BGS work in it, think like, okay, I'm doing this in like a Viper or an Adder or something like that. And if you do that, it's a lot easier to find uses for it and things you can do with it. And it's a lot of fun to do those things with. I mean, my, my most, the most experience I have with Astro Scouts is killing them in CZ that I see them in all the time. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do pop very fast. Yeah. I, I like to call it a Klingon bird of prey because its bridge is way out in front and it blows up if you put a torpedo in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so is it, Does anybody besides Lark Shadow want to move it out of D tier or is that a good spot for it? Oh, even I'll admit it's D. It's D for It's the fresh. nickel back of spaceships. <laughs> No, it's not. It's, it's a special kid in the classroom. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, the creed of spaceships. The creed. <laughs> so moving on, uh, since we skipped over this one, because Lark Shadow had to talk about the Asp Scout, nah. um, is the Alliance Crusader. Uh, and I'm going to put that as a sea ship because I can definitely see why you would pick it. Um, I don't think it's super good at it. I have one, and I have it outfitted uh, for combat, and because I really wanted, I wanted that style of ship. With the, um, it was right after I started. Um, I was on a real big having fighters, having a fighter bay kick, and so um, that's why I bought it. Uh, but I, I don't really ever use it anymore. I used it um, very sparingly 
at, at most. And then um, I just never found a really good use for it that I Sorry, wait, oh, sorry. which one is this? I, never found I, got, I got distracted. I what, what was this? One? I was going to yeah, say, I, did we lose Tef? <laughs> no, I cut my, my microphone cut out a little bit. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, you're now back. Again. No worries. Okay. Yeah, my microphone cut out for a second. Um, it's the Alliance Crusader. Oh, the Crusader. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm down with so, the Crusader being C tier. I love the ship, um, but it's clear, very clearly a C because it has some very clear weaknesses. Um, I use it for medium BGS work, work, to be honest, and it does great at that. Any other any other takers on this? I've never purchased one. You should, Data. It's fun. <sighs> okay. I, I purchased well, one in a Crusader one time when I was kind of feeling wealthy at Shindes. Um, went to go kit them out and thought, no, this just isn't working. <laughs> so I went back to the Chieftain. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I, I after flying the Chieftain, I enjoyed it way more than my Crusader. Um so all right, moving on. The Adder. Adder Squad. Boy, it's been a few years since that. Adder Squad should be A. And I'm not just saying that for the memes. That ship is literally a hatchback cobra. You can do so much with it, and it's fast AF, boy. I will say I was uh, pleasant when we did the Adder Squad. I bought it specifically for that, for us to do the fight Thargoids as the Adder Squad. And I was actually very impressed with how it flew. And I've always wanted to go back and try more things with it, and I just have never taken the time to do it. Um. Yeah, the, the, so, ad, yeah. the Adder is your 90s hatchback Civic that you riced up. It's fun as heck. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts on the Adder? I haven't flown that one either, so I have to trust y'all's judgment. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I've been curious. <laughs> well, I might serious. have to get one if we do another. If we, get the, if we get the Adder squad back together, I'll buy one. Hey, we're going to have to Adder squad at some point, especially because... You know, Thargoids are pretty prominent right now. Um, I still don't know that I want to rank it as an A ship, though. I mean, uh, you know, we're only so far into this, and we've only Expound. got we've already got four ships in the level. I think I think a B just because it's not popular. I think it, you know, and you don't really see it all that often. Yeah, um, no, there's, there's I, one specific thing I, that relegates it that makes it not be an A. And that's because it's the space taxi. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely. So, see so that. you you, uh, you yeah. to, um, yeah. to to buy a new buy a new car, and it's the same as all the taxis. You know, you're not getting an A class car. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll relent on that point. <laughs> so we'll move it down to B. I mean, maybe we should probably we could probably even move it down to C, couldn't we? I mean, I've wanted to go back in and. And play with it but like i there's you know there's a reason after 1300 hours in this game like there's a you know i've never i've still never taken the time to do it so i can't be that terribly impressed with it right yeah that's true you think we should do c or b you guys i think it's b i think it's c i think i think it's 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 okay but some people will have a great affinity for it but otherwise it's just average what'd you say data 
Um, oh, this one's got... Did you guys mention the boost noise? It's got thing? a really good boost noise. It yeah, does have a boost noise, but I don't know that's enough to carry it. Back yeah. up. B for boost. <laughs> B's, not, B's not bad. No, yeah, it's I, not I, bad. I None think this is really fine. bad. Yeah, I think B is fine. Okay, we'll leave it at B. We'll leave it at B. We only have two dissenters, so. Wasn't an adder squad? Wasn't that the AX squad we put together? Some some yeah. folks put together. It was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving on into the federal assault ship. Y'all want to just hit the three fed ships just real quick, one right after the other? Because, I mean, they're pretty basic as far as how the ships are laid out. We can do that. I'm going to put the federal assault ship as an A uh, starting out. Yeah, because I do have some experience with it. It was my first AX ship because mm-hmm. I just really, I think I had just unlocked it and I was like, I wanted to be different. I was like, so I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make an AX FAS, and then, um, and I, I, I liked my FAS. Um, I, I, I would love to refit it for some regular uh, space combat rather than just AX. Uh, and I also, also want to refit it with some different AX weapons. Um, and uh, try out some different things with it, but it's really good. I found I found it really good at face tanking uh, lightning coming off of uh, an interceptor. Mm. It's able to. You can get a lot of armor on it, and yeah, I I like it. Yeah, the, the, the fast is clearly an A simply because of how much more maneuverable it is than its brothers. Isn't I was very ship- impressed by how well it handled. The the yaw is as fast as the pitch on this ship. It can like turn left and right just as fast as it can nose up and down. I say A for assault ship, D for drop ship, and D for daka 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 ship. Well, let's get to that. So the drop shit drop shit. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) There we go. The The federal drop ship. Methinks he does nope. protest too much. Who did we lose? We lost Blooming Wind from Caster Software. We can't can't hear you. Blooming Wind, are you there? I'm not even hearing him in the Discord. Yeah, I think Blooming Wind either had to go or his internet threw up on itself. It could be. Well, um, be ironic if he had back. a heart attack. <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh yeah, I mean he did say he was on call. Maybe he had to run. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, um, no matter what happens, um, you know, I hope he can make it back. Um, I'm back. If not, oh, there he is. You got to rejoin in uh, Ecast. Maybe. This is great radio. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, while he's rejoining, uh, the dropship is clearly a D. I flew a dropship for a very, very long time instead of a python. Um, It does a good job as a stand-in for the python, and it can be very, very tough. But it can't jump for beans, and the military slots keep getting in the way. And its hard points, while ample, are all on one side of the ship, so it's really hard to get stuff lined up for fixed weapons. So that is a D ship. D for dropship. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the FAS is the only one that I've ever owned of the three or ever flown. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the drop ship either. So, I mean, I think D is where it goes. I mean, nobody ever really uses it. What about the gunship? What do you guys think there? See, for what it is, it's too slow. It's not as tough as its other brothers, even though it can be. It's harder to get it there. But it's more fun than it has any right to be at the same time. Bloomingman became a robot. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, I could. I couldn't hear what he said. Yeah. I think he's furiously trying to defend the gunship. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, good point. <laughs> Might have to relaunch Discord, Blooming. How about we keep the gunship in C? And if, if or when Blooming gets back, he can defend it, and we can move it later. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, to defer to you guys because I've never flown any of them. But all of them remind me of someone towing a caravan with a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> that huge body and then the tiny little cockpit stuck on the front. <laughs> right. Uh, like it's a motorbike and they have a friggin' fifth wheel behind it. I think we can do that's great. Yeah, we can do this are. as a we can do this as a part two. Also, we can do a part two of this. We don't yeah. have to do all these ships tonight. Yeah, because uh, we do yeah, we do still we have a lot more time. to go, and and I'm sure Chig would love to defend his uh, uh, crate Phantom, and I know Trax would probably love uh, getting into some of this discussion about ranking ships. Well, can uh, I? Just randomly pick a couple ships to put up there. Are we still talking about the fun ship? Did the do we have well, a rank if, for the federal fun ship? If you want to, if you want to talk about the fun ship, you go Maybe right ahead. I, mean, I, I absolutely love my federal fun ship. I mean, it flies like a brick. Who is our salt father? It flies yeah. like a brick, but I mean, it has like all the hard points. And if I just want to just go and just shoot things and shoot more things and just keep shooting things. I don't even run out of ammo because mine's all lasers. I mean, so would you put in B I or just, C? I, oh, B. I love that thing. You know, mine has, mine has more miles than it deserves to have. I mean, I will die on that hill. You know, I could actually be okay with a B simply because the one thing that ship has that its brothers don't is the fighter bay. And that really evens out the playing field from the slowness that it has. Yeah, that's another hard point. Yep. Yeah, I, I could go for B. I could see that. Yeah. B for big bada boom. Yep. So we're going to move it up from a, move it up to a B from a C? I would. Yeah, gun, gunship B. All right, we might read that again at some if we do a part two. You move but... the wrong one. You move the dropship. Oh, whoops. <laughs> All right, we'll move that there up. There you go. Me. There you go. Pick the next one, Lark. I was going to say the Cobra Mark IV, put it in D. No one cares. No one has it. All right, all right sorry. <laughs> I've got Doesn't one Grover have one? It. Yeah, Grover, yep. you no feel free to open this. You'll be the expert. No, it's it's actually, okay, it's not a Cobra Mark III, um, it, but it's different and it shouldn't be treated 
as a comparison because they're different ships. So as it is itself, it's actually a really, really good ship. It flies nicely. It's uh, got decent cargo. Um, it gets hate because lots of poor ass people didn't do the pre-order, and, so they <laughs> and that's out. the only reason it gets hate. I I, I actually got the pre-order for was it Horizons that you got it when you pre-ordered? I hadn't even uh, been playing the game. I was I was I was busy working and doing my masters and watching Obsidian Ant kind of videos and all the time and um i bought the game and i hadn't even played the original like the i hadn't even started playing it so i was surprised when i actually had it i didn't even know what it was it was like oh what's this one in the oh i can i can buy that what is it uh and i will reluctantly have, it's a great little explorer or this. yeah Hey, well, I mean, so awesome real, real quick, real quick. Didn't yeah. Jello also fly a Mark IV on the journey to Evelyn's Light? I know. Um, I don't know. I know Roy Cookson has one. Yeah, I knew Roy had one, and I knew Grover had one, but I couldn't remember if Jello was in one as well. Maybe. Maybe it's, it kind of rings a bell. I remember somebody flew a Mark IV on mission, but I can't remember who it was. Trex did it in a Mark III. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, where would you put it then, Grover? <clears throat> I'd say it's a B. It's a, um, it can be a great ship for a whole bunch of things. It's not an A-tier ship, but um, it's definitely not a C or a D. B well, for will, ha-ha, you bought it. I will keep that in mind uh, because... Um, uh, it's not listed down here uh, for me to move up. Um, but what yeah, it wanna... is. It's the Red Cobra on the list. I don't. Oh, yep, there it is. So B is what we're ranking at, right? Yep. Okay. So what's case. the next one, Lark Shadow? The other one I would say is the Cobra Mark IV, which is clearly an A. You mean the Mark III? Mark III derp. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm and this is why we should break it up into two because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, we can so stop I'd halfway through. Cobra, I would say the Cobra Mark III is an A, just because when you think of a small multi-purpose ship, that's the ship everyone think of thinks of. Classic. It is I'm a very one. Ship. The, the Cobra Mark III is very much an early workhorse. Um, I mean, that's what I used to get the money to buy my Explorer. There in go. order to go on the expedition, um, and it's very versatile and capable of doing all the main loops. Um, so I'm okay with an A. I might even move it to a, a to an S tier because it's such a good like you know one up from a starter. Yeah, S I mean for starter ship. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's the ship from 1984, and when you get it out of the box, it flies just like the ship from 1984. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't get over that. It was like, I remember flying this thing. And from a nostalgia factor alone, I mean, it gets a bump up. And then it is probably the most versatile small ship. Uh, it can do the most. It's almost a medium ship in what it can do. Uh, so it can, it can go pretty fast. It's got some size fours. It can jump. It's got four hard points. I mean, I love that bad boy. 
So. Yeah, you know, just because of its iconic status, it probably should be S. You're right. Yeah, and everyone should have one in in their inventory. And I have one more ship I'd like to bring up before we call this for today. Unless we're at, right at halfway, in which case I'll stop. We're not at halfway yet. Mm-hmm. Go for okay. it. I'd say the keel back. You want to do the keel back? Okay. Where do you make the case for the keel back? Personally, even though it does not behave like any of the other ships on that level, even though it's objectively worse than the other ships on that level and other ships that will be on that level, I would put the keel back as S because that is the only medium ship that you can afford as a new commander that will get you in bigger ships Hmm. fast. I'm going to have to disagree with that because like who flies a keelback? Um, I've never seen anybody or heard anybody talk about the keelback like that. Oh, um, I love the keelback. That it, thing I has almost, so much soul. Even the, even the non-player characters don't fly keelbacks. It's okay. You can be <laughs> wrong. So I've, I've yeah. seen people espousing the, um, singing the praises of the keelback in some random forums. I mean, it, it's one of those getting in early ships to, you know, make some cash fast. So, I mean, it's a lot of people's first medium ship, I think. I mean, yeah. not any of us, but I mean, I, it's my first I, I, medium I, ship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Lark's first yeah. medium ship. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I still I don't know the reason why it shouldn't be it. No, it's not yeah, an S tier. The reason why it's not S tier is like, I, I tried to kill back after when, when the pilot was making his videos and everyone fell in love with all the ships. Um, so I tried the kill back because he was um, kind of raving about it. And then I didn't really get on with it, but I'd already been in like um, Pythons and um, the Crate and Phantom. And um, so it's one of those ships you don't go back to. Whereas some of our other S-tier ships, like the Cobra, you can go back to. It can make a great little thing if you're running Hutton mugs around and want to have a um, decent cargo and um, land at small pads. And but the keelback, I just I never get on got on with, and I don't see people would go back and use it in any way after they might um, use it initially as a stepping stone. I don't know. To to me, I look at the keelback like I would look at a very first car that I've ever owned in that it's not something I do go back to. And even I'll admit that, but it's something I will always, always have love for, you know? So the nostalgia factor is just so strong with that ship. My first car was a Nissan Sunny with a 1.3 liter engine and it smelt. Um, Mine was an 83 Chrysler Laser with a 2.4 four banger in it. Mine was a 1989 Cutlass Sierra. Was my first car. Nice. But anyway, anyway, um, I think maybe we put it at C. Um, but like the highest I I would really want to go is maybe a B if that's what you guys really want. Um, but I mean, you know, tell me what what I should rank it. I think it's a C. Yeah. Y'all are wrong. Wrongness. It's clearly S. Large right, do you want to do one more one over our list? I'm down for one more, but someone else pick. 
Uh, Grover, you're it. You pick one. Number. Ooh. Ooh. I think it's A tier. And the thing that keeps it from being S tier is that it has no mileage. Um, I use it as a BGS ship, and I'm running out of gas all the time. And if your shields break, it's tissue paper. Now, I'm sure tracks would make the case that it's S tier, but I, I think it just has like a couple of little limits to it. But that ship is fun as hell to fly. I'm also I know- A for the same reasons. It's just the noise, the ungodly noise it makes when you're boosting or stopping. The fact that I could have a huge cannon just sitting right above my head, it's just that chip is just so much fun. I love it. I have flown it a little bit, uh, Mamba. Uh, I bought one and tried it out, and I like it. I just haven't gone back to it. Um, I'm really excited to do more with it. I just got to get back to it and you know engineer it and build more onto it. I think it'd be a great. I think it's a great fast combat ship from what I've uh, seen and from what I've uh, you know found. Uh, flying it, um, you know everybody ranks the Ferdinands better, but I I just I I like the Mamba, and I know Trax would have some things to say about them here. Yeah, yeah, like to to me the FDL and the Mamba, it's like the difference between a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. At the end of the day, you're still in a supercar. All right, so do we want to wrap this up there rather than go through all the ships? Uh, and maybe we can do a part two of this yeah. next week. Uh, yeah, if there's no, if there's place, no news it. or anything. Yeah. Uh, we we have can kind of call mark? things here. Um, I mean, if we have it, we're pretty close. Okay. Um, I'm not going to sit here and count all this and have all that dead air. If we haven't, I think we're pretty close um, to halfway. Yeah, um, pretty so, well. Yeah, we're yeah. really close. I think we can go ahead and move on here and start wrapping things up. What do you guys think? Yeah. What That's I think good. is, where's the cheese at? <laughs> uh, so for the cheese, the cheese I have, uh, I put in this week. Instead of having a cheese of the week, I did a uh, cheese fact, and it and that is the this cheese was discovered by accident. Ancient people, more than seven thousand years ago discovered cheese by carrying milk in the stomach lining of animals, which carried the bacteria in it that curdles milk. And so that's the cheese fact this week. What a glorious <laughs> accident. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got milk in my cow stomach. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite come off the tongue as easily, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to know who thought to put it in an animal stomach. Like, okay, we got this milk from a cow, I guess. What should we do? Let's put it back in the cow. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, sausage was probably already a thing. So someone probably thought, hey, liquid sausage. Well, imagine ancient people back in um, hunter gathering times, or even, you know, were probably um, used a lot of parts of the different animals. Um, so the stomach lining was just, was just probably something they used for, um, like a water skin, you know, for carrying liquid. It just seemed like yeah. a good thing for that. Oh yeah. That's um, absolutely so, true. And that's probably where yeah. it came from. Yeah. I mean, and even if they dried them and they cured them and did all sorts of things to the stomachs to make them into a wine skin, um, you know, those enzymes are still going to be functional. 
So, I mean, they didn't know anything about enzymology back 7,000 years ago. So, you don't know. Maybe they had microscopes made out of rocks. (laughs) They weren't like Like, like the Flintstones. They just looked around for a rock good enough and, hey, microscope. Yep. You know, speaking of ancient people, did you guys go ahead, Grover? No, just saying, I saw the Flintstones as a great documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. Uh, No, I saw there's some great videos on YouTube about uh, Uzi, the Iceman that they found. Um, Man, that stuff is super interesting. And, like, you know, pre pre, uh, Bronze Age uh, mankind, like Copper Age and the Neolithic era. Um, You know, the farther back I can, I can, I can note about. So you're, so you're talking better. like pre-classical history. Oh yeah, definitely nice. pre-classical era. Like I, hey, I just hey, love thanks. that stuff. You know, like then, you know, going back to the, like you know the the city of Ur, Uruk. Um, you know, even before Babylon, or around the same time as Babylon. You know, uh, I just love going back there. You yeah. don't know? Maybe they called it Uruk. <laughs> they could have. For all or Uruk. By the way, one thing I noticed, and since we're wrapping this up, just uh, a thing to uh, kind of just, you know, relax and talk about. Uh, my wife uh, made me aware of this week is that um, if you go on to Harvard's uh, website, or I just Googled, um, Har- I just Googled it um, when she told me about it, is you can, uh, Harvard uh, has free online classes that you can take. I mean, you can pay for a certificate. It's, I think it's like $180 um, at the end of it if you want one. But like, they just have like some free classes for learning things that they put on. And um, there's a lot of really good ones up there that are very interesting. Like um, there's one on um, uh, modern uh, classical literature, uh, classical literature. And then there's another one on ancient classical literature, um, which I'm really thinking about taking. Um, and all kind of stuff from like, uh, uh, you know, they have web coding and uh, game development classes on there for free that you can take. It's all self, it's all self um, paced. Uh, it tells you about how long it should take, things like that. Uh, I haven't clicked on one to really read into it yet. I've only just started looking into it. But uh, yeah, if you, um, if you, uh, you know, are interested in learning anything like that, or at least checking it out, you should Google it. Just Google Har- Harvard free courses. Uh, or free online courses and uh, you know go to the Harvard uh, website there and you should be able to find them there's a lot of really interesting stuff on there and we should all get a certificate from Harvard just so we can act as smart as blooming and data George (laughs) it's easy easy as that (laughs) it's all available for free on the internet they have a course on omens, oracles, and prophecies, an over, overview of divination systems ranging from ancient Chinese bone burning to modern astrology. Cool. I wonder if they have something on the uh, rummaging through entrails. Probably. <laughs> That's probably oh, a chapter in there. Yeah. While you guys are talking about that, I'm going to go boot up Tefbot. Yeah, I think now is when you spin him up. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so He's just before prime, that happens... Um, yeah. Just before so that see, happens, I'm going to wish all the fathers in New Zealand and Australia. It's Father's Day this Sunday, this part of the world. So happy Father's Day. Enjoy happy your time. Father's Day. Happy Reverse Father's Day. 
Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Kiwi. Thank you. Teflon bot loading. Teflon bot loading. You're a Teflon bot. If you like the show, please rate and review on your podcast player, which helps people find this show. Join us on Discord at discord.io slash loosecrews and check out the merch store at loosecrews.ed. Error. Loosecrewsed.com forward mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash loosecrewsed. Shut up, Lark Shadow. I can't do that. <laughs> Everyone have a good day. Say All bye. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I will wrap this up. Not you. I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge. Standing I down. have power now. So, yes, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank... Uh, Blooming Wind and Grover and Lark Shadow and Data for joining me on here. Thank you guys. You're welcome. And, uh, sorry that it's been uh, kind of a weird show um, as far as like audio issues and things. I'm and I'm sorry, tracks. I tried my best. Uh, did great. And thanks for Chig for starting us out and you know all this free power he gave. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.